Sure. Um, let me, uh, I guess, like approach this from, uh, you know, two contexts, right? So uh, the first uh, would be, uh, you know, because I come from a marketing and a product management background, I think I would, uh, you know, uh, be speaking from those lenses or using those lenses. So uh, for marketing, um, I would say focus on your customer's pain first and, you know, uh, more than anything else. So tell them how you can help them and ease the pain that they're feeling before telling them about your brand story. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Mike Pilar of Growth Rocket. Mike, it's awesome to have you on the show. It's great uh, to be here, and uh, thank you for uh, you know having me here. I've been a longtime fan of your show, uh, and I'm thrilled uh, to be here. Definitely appreciate it. I'm thrilled to have you on as well, too, and always great to have fans that are doing phenomenal things on the show. And uh, what I wanted to do is just read a little bit more about Mike so you can hear about some of those phenomenal things that he's doing. And Mike is an evidence-based, data-driven, lean principle, guided digital marketing, product man project product management, and business intelligence intelligence executive with over 15 years of focus experience on building and scaling multi-sided marketplaces and heading digital marketing for enterprise level e-commerce and retail brands. Mike has extensive experience, extensive big company experience complemented by a startup career training with and mentoring for companies like Google, Facebook, and 500 startups. Mike has been involved in building and managing teams within companies that range in size from startups with a small cross-functional team to NASDAQ listed internet retailer top top 100 retails, all in top level decision-making capacity while managing multi-million dollar budgets. Mike, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Yeah, let's do it. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, let's do it then. So they kind of kick everything off. I, I wanted to, to start, I guess, kind of in the beginning, hear a little bit more about your CEO story. We'll let you get started with all the awesome work you're doing. Sure. Sounds good. So um, I learned digital marketing pretty early. Um, I started building websites, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, in the GeoCity days, actually. I'm pretty OG. So um, back in like 1999, I believe, when I did that. So um, after I started, uh, you know, honing my skills, building websites, uh, I learned that I can earn some money on the side by monetizing my sites through affiliate links. So um, back in the day, the thing was, okay, I'm going to go for No Doubt or whatever band I'm into uh, during that time, right? So um, I monetized my sites uh, using exist. Uh, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people still uh, remember them. Um, but from there, uh, it was an easy transition to a full-time career in digital marketing. So majority of my career was spent uh, with a company called carparts.com. Uh, they are a pure play e-commerce retailer of aftermarket automotive parts and accessories. Um, then like many others, I got entranced by the siren call of startups. I worked for two consumer electronic startups and a real estate startup before starting Growth Rocket with my partner. And uh, we actually just started Growth Rocket back in 2015. Uh, during that time, uh, if you are a small to medium enterprise, there's a pretty big void that, that existed between the capabilities of a specialized freelancer and the bigger advertising agencies. Now, um, that that something that we knew we could fill uh, really well, given our experience and our skill sets at that time. Um, and we started with a few referrals from our contacts at our previous jobs. Uh, more referrals followed after that, and Growth Rocket pretty much just snowballed into a... Nice. 
Well, I definitely appreciate that. Always great to have an OG on, especially having you know so much experience and hearing your kind of organic, it sounds like growth into what it is that you're doing now, I guess kind of pun intended from you being yeah. able to kind of build those websites, do the affiliate links and start to see the value and then start to, to snowball into the digital marketing, you know, support yeah. that you provided and now the digital marketing agency and company you have now. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So I, I know you kind of touched on it a little bit and I did, you know, when I read your bio, could you take us through what you're doing with Growth Rocket and how you support your clients? Yeah, sure. So um, Growth Rocket is a full stack uh, boutique uh, performance marketing agency. There's uh, like a huge emphasis on the performance part. Uh, we are focused on lead generation and customer acquisition. So for instance, if you come to us and ask us, hey, can you create a viral video for us that would go uh, and uh, be shared by millions of people? That's probably not something that we can do well. You know what I mean? But if you come to us and ask us, oh, I need uh, to acquire leads or uh, you know customers, um, you know, uh, with a budget that does not exceed x uh, you know thousands of dollars or a cost per acquisition that does not exceed like y uh, you know dollars, that's exactly what we do, right? So we are a Google certified partner, uh, a Facebook Blueprint certified agency. Uh, the team is currently uh, around thirty five people, which are split uh, pretty evenly across our three. I would ca I would call them our, our pillar departments. So search engine optimization, uh, which uh, involves uh, the content team, uh, the technical SEO people, as well as our link builders. Uh, we have our own engineering team, uh, which is certified uh, for the Magento uh, stack uh, and our paid acquisition team. So these are the people who are the media buyers, uh, the, the Facebook marketers, as well as the Google advertising people, right? So um, up until the mid to th uh, 2020 uh, last year, we were primarily catering to enterprise clients in the United States uh, until we saw an opportunity to do um, what I would call uh, e-commerce enablement uh, for small business and startups. So um, when the pandemic hit, uh, you know, we thought, okay, there's a lot of uh, businesses that were affected by this and they're scrambling to go online. So there was a virtual uh, gold rush, uh, you know, towards, uh, you know, e-commerce and uh, we decided to, uh, decided to sell, sell the shovels to those people, right? So recently we uh, expanded into catering to small businesses and startups uh, and expanding regionally uh, into the Southeast Asia region as well. So yeah, that's just a brief background of uh, what we do at Growth Rocket. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I definitely appreciate that. I love that phrase, e-commerce enablement, I think you said, mm -hmm. um, just because I think so many times, um, well, I just love like the the underlying, um, you know, kind of connotation of that word enablement, because I think yeah. so many times when uh, there's this disruption that we all experience, we sometimes feel like we're disabled, but having that ability yeah. to be able to leverage that, to be able to build and continue to kind of service your customers is absolutely huge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and you have those kind of three pillars. Um, I feel like they all kind of go in tandem as far as like helping people to get their um, information out there. But on a deeper level, like you said, is really to to get that growth, to get that performance that companies are ultimately nine out of 10 is looking for. Yeah, absolutely. That's correct. Yeah. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And do you find like they all are in tandem? Um, did they work along, to, along the same lines and they overlap? Or do you feel like they all kind of stay in their own lanes? They definitely overlap. I mean, um, when I talk about like SEO and how it, uh, I would say like fit into the entire marketing mix, it definitely has a longer, I would say like, uh, how do you say this? Like uh, the window at which you would realize those benefits, right? Because you need to build uh, you know, that organic traffic up. And it's not an exact science. A lot of it is, uh, you know, reading what the Google algorithms would do next and uh, basically playing along those, uh, you know, guidelines. Um, but at the same time, uh, it varies from client to client. I mean, uh, some clients uh, would not, uh, you know, necessarily want SEO in the beginning and I understand and respect that. Uh, they want immediate traffic, uh, they want immediate results, and uh, we, we we push like the paid advertising services to those people. But we caution them not to ignore SEO as well, because, uh, you know, it's better to start SEO now, build your SEO muscle, you know, um, right now, as opposed to the future, because in the end, what would happen is that 
if your SEO traffic or your organic traffic, uh, you know, really takes off, even while you're doing well in, uh, in in paid advertising, the effect of that is your cost per acquisition just becomes, you know, really, really good. You know what I mean? It eventually goes into this downward trajectory where, okay, wow, I'm also getting free, uh, you know, uh, customers from organic traffic while I'm crushing it on the paid advertising side. So that's kind of how I, I present that, you know. Um, but yeah, definitely those uh, those uh, those three pillars are, uh, you know, going to overlap at one point if we are doing like a full scale, uh, you know, full funnel engagement with any client. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. I appreciate you for bringing up that point, because I think so many times, yeah. and definitely correct me if I'm wrong, kind of seems like if you're like a first mover and you're doing advertising on a platform, whenever it first comes out, you can get it for yeah. pennies on a dollar, so to speak, but yeah, that yeah. price usually increases. But something like yeah. SEO is a lot more kind of long term, and it could potentially bring in those long term clients if you take care of both of those things in tandem, but really understanding the long term effect that SEO can have. Agreed. And uh, an example that I always use is, uh, you know, Pinterest. It's a good example of not putting all your eggs in one basket. Uh, in the early days, uh, their success was based on the fact that, that they were able to tap into the Facebook API, uh, you know, utilize the shares and, uh, you know, the likes of, uh, you know, people, and they basically drive that uh, to their properties, right? At some point, uh, Facebook pulled that plug uh, and, uh, you know, they were only able to recover because of SEO. I mean, but imagine if they didn't have that sort of like pivot or backup, uh, they would have been dead in the water a long time ago, right? So that, that's the, the example that I always use when I speak to clients. Yeah, I appreciate you for sharing that because I think so many times we forget um, that sometimes we don't own those platforms, even though sometimes you connect with an API, you build something that connects with the API doesn't necessarily mean yeah. you own that information and understanding exactly. like the differences, the pros and cons on each is huge. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So what would you consider to be what I call your secret sauce? It could be for yourself personally or your business or a combination of both. Is it that ability to, I guess, kind of see the forest for the trees, understand the pros and cons of each and be able to present that to clients? Or do you feel like there's something else that makes up your secret sauce? That's part of it. And I think uh, you, you bring up a good point there. Uh, it, for me, it would be our ability to see the forest for the trees, number one, uh, because of our experience. Um, we have enterprise level capabilities because of my partner's experience and myself and, uh, you know, some of the team members, which I, you know, pulled from, uh, you know, my different jobs and, uh, you know, they're currently working at Roof Rocket. But at the same time, all of those are tempered by our startup DNA. Like I said, uh, my experience brought me to a couple of startups as well. And, uh, you know, because of uh, that, uh, you know, confluence of, uh, you know, enterprise level capability, uh, our startup DNA, um, we, you know, have been able to scale campaigns for our clients with uh, multi-million dollar budgets, but at the same time, the teams with the company have remained entrepreneurial enough to deliver that 10x growth potential to clients for all sizes, right? So the discipline uh, that we gleaned from uh, managing large-scale campaigns allowed us to double down on what's working, uh, but at the same time, the frameworks that we learned through our journey with startups still allow us to have that grit and uh, growth hacker mentality, if we could, uh, you know, uh, still call it that, and be able to approach customer acquisition at angles that, you know, I would say bigger uh, enterprises would not even look at. You know what I mean? The other uh, differentiator that I always, uh, you know, present to our clients is that uh, we are actually a CMO as a service, right? And I mean it in a way where, you know, we are small enough that I'm still very involved uh, with all of, uh, you know, our clients. And the way I work is that I pretty much stand in for a CMO if they don't already have one. Uh, I'm very involved in the profit and loss of the company. And, uh, you know, uh, we are not limited to the three areas that I mentioned earlier. I really, uh, you know, give, uh, you know, guidance and, uh, you know, consulting as well, uh, you know, for uh, any sort of business intelligence or business strategy uh, related, uh, you know, issues or problems that the client typically would have, right? So I would say that those are our unique selling propositions. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit. And I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? I don't have a favorite book per se. 
Um, but I would say um, the book that I referenced a lot uh, would be uh, this book called the, the Score Takes Care of Itself uh, by, uh, by Bill Walsh. So Bill Walsh is, a, is, a, is an NFL coach, a six-time division champion. And the gist of the book uh, is basically, you know, uh, focusing least uh, or less on the victory and success and instead, you know, obsessing about the, uh, the quality of execution and the clarity of thought and making sure that the team has the right attitude. So uh, I feel like, uh, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, I set as a guideline for the team. Um, you know, for us, we have cobbled together like intricate processes for each department, right? And making sure that we exercise discipline and abide by those frameworks uh, and never waver from the processes that we set uh, will do the trick. You know, if we keep on doing that, the winning takes care of itself. The success would come, you know what I mean, uh, and fall into place by itself. So as opposed to focusing on the victory and uh, the score, we focus on making sure that we have sound processes and making sure that everyone abides by them, right? So that's, uh, that's, that's a guideline that I, I, I always talk about internally. And so I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So that could be more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It could be around marketing, or it might be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you would tell your younger business self. Sure. Um, let me, uh, I guess, like approach this from, uh, you know, two contexts, right? So uh, the first uh, would be, uh, you know, because I come from a marketing and a product management background, I think I would, uh, you know, uh, be speaking from those lenses or using those lenses. So uh, for marketing, um, I would say focus on your customer's pain first and, you know, uh, more than anything else. So tell them how you can help them and ease the pain that they're feeling before telling them about your brand story. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Mike, what does being a CEO mean to you? Okay, so um, there is a saying uh, that uh, says the rising tide lifts all boats, right? Um, my definition of being a CEO is being that rising tide that elevates not only your company, but also your team and your industry. So basically just like elevating everything, right? Um, we internally use a performance management system, uh, you know, uh, popularized by Google called the, you know, the OKRs basically, right? And uh, one of the objectives uh, that we have uh, literally printed uh, on every wall in our office uh, is, uh, you know, being the gold standard for outsourced uh, digital marketing services in the region, right? So not only uh, am I saying that, okay, we need to be successful as a, as a company, but we need to elevate the standards of the industry as a whole with everything that we do, right? And, uh, you know, transitioning to, uh, you know, that the boat, the other boat about like the team, um, one of the curses uh, and actually the blessings of being a small company such as ourselves is that uh, you can't afford to hire top-notch people right off the bat, right? So for the longest time, for instance, I've been, uh, you know, looking to hire uh, like a chief operating officer, but the reality of it is that, uh, it, you know, that, that budget could be used elsewhere, you know what I mean? So we've gotten into a practice where, uh, you know, we look at potential instead and we've been very successful at spotting people who have, uh, you know, the potential and uh, you know, what it takes to succeed internally and externally as well. And uh, we invest in uh, training them. We invest in, uh, you know, making sure that they grow professionally and personally. And that's what I mean by rising the tide, uh, you know, uh, and being the rising tide that, that lifts all the boats. Uh, for me as a CEO, there's nothing more fulfilling. Uh, you know, obviously business success is a given. That's something that you should be, uh, you know, focused on. Um, like I said earlier, uh, making sure that the industry elevates itself, uh, you know, uh, with your contribution is another thing. But seeing someone who I, who I have managed and trained or have worked for my company, Growth Rocket, succeed uh, internally or somewhere else is very fulfilling to me. You know, uh, when, when, when I see, uh, you know, one of, uh, you know the, the hires that they made a couple of years ago make it to the director of vice president level at another company, I'm, I'm very happy for them. And that's something that I feel very fulfilled about. So to me, that's what it means to be a CEO.
Nice. I absolutely love that, you know, analogy and that, that visual as well, too. I think so many times we don't realize the the decisions that we make, you know, obviously impact our clients, but also impact the people on our team. And if we understand and, and approach um, those decisions and the things that we do as if we are, you know, rising that tide, um, then yeah. it starts to really have a tremendous impact on things that we see. And sometimes we see, you know, years and years down the line as well, too. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Mike, truly appreciate that definition. I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know, and of course, how best they can get hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you and team are working on. No, I mean, um, I, I think uh, uh, I would direct the people, uh, you know, who listen to your podcast uh, to our website. Uh, we have a blog that uh, we uh, consistently update uh, with content related to digital marketing, uh, SEO, and uh, all the subcomponents that I talked about earlier. It's at growth-rocket.com. Um, you can contact me directly via email at mike at growth-rocket.com. That's it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Mike. We will have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you. But I appreciate all the knowledge, all the awesome work that you're doing, the reminder to to be the tide and the, to lift that tide for so many people and in this yeah. world. So I appreciate that again, my friend, and I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the IMCEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.